I was going to... First question I did have, though, for the podcast was, mm. who the fuck made those delicious burgers on Friday? <laughs> fuck me. They were insanely delicious. They were very good, right? One of my friends, Sezi, or Matt, who does uh, a thing called Hood Burger. Yeah. And he's very good at the old food stuff. He's opening a, um, a new bow spot in Northbridge, I think, next week or the week after. What's his rest? you got to give him... Man, he's just, he kills it. He's just good at all food. Like anything food related we do. Where is this actual location? Oh, in um, Old Shanghai. Okay. He's opening a bow spot and I've had some of the bows and he's, he made a, he did like a little thing for a few of our friends where he cooked up all the stuff that's going to be on the menu. Yeah. That's sick. He's got he's just good at, Yeah, he's a smart man. Good he's at different just, foods. I, I wish him all the best. Yeah. Fucking a man who gives me a burger like that, I wish him nothing but the very best. <laughs> That was a delicious fucking burger. Everyone who was just biting into it. Was oh, just, it's just a good thing. It's like, yeah, all that alcohol, you need some sort of food. Otherwise, things get uh, a bit out of hand. For the people wondering what we're talking about, um, Bradshaw's birthday was actually two weeks ago, but you celebrated yeah. this Friday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a stalker. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> just ignore me. No and, um, well, you're over in China, not China, sorry, in India. Yep. Um, and came back and threw a party and I had a wild, wild, wild night. I don't, I haven't done funnels probably ever, even in high, I didn't even drink that whole high school period, to be honest. Mm. I didn't start drinking, I only started drinking like 20-ish. Yeah. Funnels and, I mean, there were 10 of us who ended up at the library <laughs> till 3 a.m. on a Friday night and there was honestly only 20 people in the whole place. <laughs> Five of them were bartenders, two were security, <laughs> 10 of us were Mac one, there was like another three people, but we had the greatest time. We were blasted and just carried on from your party. Your party was fucking amazing. Yeah, that's the- like, You that's fucking the throw a store. good vibe. Everything about it is just, it goes smooth sailing as well. That's the thing. Yeah, about. everyone's chill. It's like a good group of people. I mean, the main reason, so obviously it was my birthday a few weeks ago, but then the main reason we just had to launch the collab with Rusty. Oh, hi Sheldon, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> So the main thing was like, oh, it's like, it's a good excuse to have a party. The rusty thing was a, a cool angle. Mm. So we got a bunch of alcohol, which they sort of sourced, um, bartender, and then you just get food. And it's like, mm. you've got that many people and there's that much alcohol and there's food that problems can always happen. Yeah. But it's like, it's chill. It's, it's like you're opening the store to people and allowing people to do what they want and have yeah. fun. Like, there's no reason for people to cause trouble. So it's, everyone's there to have... Because I even I time. even noticed, I was always keeping an eye out on the crowd and stuff like that. And I even noticed a few random people Yeah, there's a few, few randoms coming in. Ran- to be honest, and, and then I was thinking, do I actually say anything? Is it no, cool? I don't know. And then, like, That's the thing. Is like, there's that much alcohol. It's like, who cares? Yeah, and then I just wrong. noticed, like, they grabbed a drink and started actually looking around the store, yeah. checking out the shirts and stuff. And I was like, man, this is actually potential clients. It's a very good, that's what it's like. a very it's good like, approach you have. As soon as you closed... Like, it's, this is in life in general and, like, meeting new people. So, you just close your doors straight away and don't open up to new people. You could potentially turn down something that could happen down the track. It's very limiting. So it's the yeah. same thing as the store. It's like, you've got a space. You've got way too much alcohol. Mm. What's the point of turning away a few randoms because they're taking a couple of drinks? It's yeah. like, go and buy some more, more beers if it runs out. Yeah. That's what people, you can't just get. But you do understand it is a very unique mindset you actually have with that. Because most mm. people would be quite strict with door list, whoever yeah. comes. You know what I mean? A lot of people aren't really comfortable. Everyone's uptight. That's, that's I don't know. I mean, where, that's do you, where do you get that from? You seem very easygoing. We, I mean, we, you're wearing we, a pink yeah. <laughs> 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 tracksuit. 
We've always been like at the store. We've always done that. All our parties are always like, like I'll do like a private invite for mm. people just because I want my actual friends to come. Yeah. And you you put it public straight away, then randoms come. Mm. But it's like, that's the point of having you in the city. Randoms mm. are going to come regardless. People are going to walk past. They see alcohol. That's cool. They come and have a few drinks. But then if they start taking too many drinks, then it's, then it's a bit, yeah. If they take the piss then, of course. But yeah. like, I've got friends who, my close friends who are obviously going to come. But then I've got friends who I would see once a year. Mm. So whenever we have a party, they always come. Yeah. And that's cool. It is. It's like. Yeah. I don't see that person, but then when I do see them, it's like, oh, I remember I seen you at the last party. Yeah. And they, they like coming for that. And that's, that's their connection to me and my connection to them. So it's like. How did, how did this whole Street X thing come about? Uh, I don't know. Like when Go I was, back to the beginning. Like, sort of when I was in high school, like me and one of my, my best friends, or Caleb, yeah. we used to always talk about it and be like, oh, yeah. Because you're a very young business owner, actually. You've had it, the business, what, five years? Six years in December. Six years, now. exactly. Yeah. You started very early. Uh, and it was sort of just like, I was always like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that at, at school. Mm. And then when I, and then I sort of, in my mind, I was very big into sports. So I changed more to the sort of physio angle, which I wanted to do. Mm. And then in year 12, I was sort of like, I haven't, still didn't know what I want to do. Didn't know what marks I was going to get. Um, and then I was like, I sort of like, like I like talking to people. Mm. And then I spoke to my dad a bunch and he was like, oh, why don't you do sort of some sort of marketing based thing? And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. And then I got really good grades. I could have done anything I wanted, really. But then I decided I just wanted to do like a business oriented thing and did mm. commerce. You didn't have parent, parent, parental per- pressure, sorry, pushing nah, you more into education or saying no, nah, they're more not, going more after a degree. They're not big on pressure at all. Because when you're usually getting good grades for that, that's usually the you know mm. the pathway they want. I just wanted to get kids. the highest possible thing I could. Like yeah. I, my brother did really well, so I sort yeah. of I was like, fuck, I need to, I need to keep up. And older and, or younger older yeah so he, he um they did, say it's always hard to be in that shadow yeah he did Especially really well when they're doing really well yeah and he was a lot more book smart than me too so i was like man i need to sort of try so year 12 i didn't really do much I just studied all the time and mm. did quite well and then decided just to do commerce which is you only need a base entry of 80 so it's yeah. not not that high um so i did that and then in my last semester of or second last semester i sort of started thinking i was like oh, maybe i could do something uh, and then I did an entrepreneurship unit. We had to do a business plan. And I was like, oh, like I could maybe, I could sort of use this mm. and put a, something into actual plan, into a, into a, into real work. Um, so I did that. And then my, very, my last semester, I had failed accounting. Yeah. So I was doing my accounting unit by itself in the last semester. So I had a lot of spare time. That's when I was training and, and trying to do the whole fight thing. Um, and then I was like, oh, could sort of maybe try do something so eventually put this shitty bit or now that i look back at it, it's extremely shit business plan together yeah that i'll never ever use anything from it but it was a good starting point what was the the basis of it oh it was this, the whole store thing but it was just complete garbage oh it's just the wrong direction yeah no no it was it was the right direction Were there any positives to it but i yeah it gave no. me the uh, the starting point that was the yeah. positive it was a but draft like, yeah, yeah i mean I, it's, I think that's the same with any a lot of business plans in reality it's like all textbooks be like, cool, you start, you do the business plan, you do that, and which is great. But then in reality, things change all the time. Every second, every minute, everything's changing. It's never like, oh, yep, cool, that's my plan, I'm going to follow it. Because if you do that, you're going to fail, 100%. So within a month, things have changed. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it was a good point to start. But I look back at it now, I was like, oh, that's, it's a relic. 
but it was cool. Like that was the start, a very start point. It's good you you saw that pathway that you will take bumps along the way. Of course, you have to realize that go, soon. You got to reroute. At you can't. Times, you, you can't know? just be like, "That's my plan. I have to stick to it." Yeah, because that's not reality. The yeah. real world. In, a, in terms of textbooks and theory and that, it is. Mm. But that's not the real world. Yeah. So, it's, not, it's not an exam. You're not studying for a, an exam or doing something like that because yeah. you know what you're getting. Like you've got a, a mock exam. Cool. They're going to restructure it somewhat similar. It's going to be the same sort of vibe in, yeah. the, in, the, in the exam. Yeah. It's not real life. Yeah. That was, that's why, that was my problem with uni. It was like uni was great and it gave you an awesome way of thinking and doing certain things and learning. Mm. But... It's not real life. Yeah. A lot of it, like I would do that and it was fine. I look back now at uni. If I'd gone back now at my age, I would kill it. The, yeah. The, what? the funny thing about uni, like a lot of people, I went to my like high school reunion last mm. year, right? And honestly, 80% of the people that I spoke to where I was like, what are you, what are you doing with this? You know, it's a general mm. question. What are you doing with yourself? 80% of them honestly said, I finished a degree, realized I didn't even want to do that in the first place. Exactly. And then I'm doing something completely different. Well, it is funny when you put, you know, essentially a kid, when you're 18, you think you're about a, this, oh, like a, you're a kid. Yeah. You, to make that decision, what you're going to do for the rest of your life is virtually impossible for you to truly be fulfilled and happy and that driven to go all the way. I mean, some people from a young age, yeah, they know what they want to do. They visualize it. And, you know, obviously you've got the um, amazing athletes who mm. uh, people who, child superstars and with acting and stuff like that there are exceptions out there but for the most part everyone is just pondering along saying what what's my passion yeah you know and it seems like you found something that you fell in love with Mm. and that's why it seems so genuine yeah it truly does no it's true it's true it's very genuine but then i even look i look back at like my uni for example i was a little kid did the bare minimum got the grades i needed to do yeah and did fuck all during this semester, during this, during the semester, yeah. two weeks of study week. And that was it. Yeah. And I look back now, it's like, I still got some stuff I've learned from there, mm. but if I'd gone back now, I could have done a lot different. Yeah. But then like my thing, when I was at uni, I went to, um, I used to go to these business seminars outside of uni. My, actually, my dad got for me for my birthday one year. Mm. And I went there and I was like, oh, this is going to be shit. Yeah. Being a little kid going to them. And then I went there and I was like, this is sick. Yeah. Like it was the best thing I ever went to. So yeah. I went to probably about four or five of them. And that was the best thing I ever did. Mm. They were like real life, hands-on seminars. So it's mm. like you could be, it's not just a lecturer looking at a set of lecture slides going, yeah, just going, yeah, which you fall asleep in. Yeah. And I went to these and I was like, oh, this is pretty, like this is sort of what I imagined uni would be like mm. and this is what I want to do. So that sort of super, that really, after going to them, I was like, man, I could fully do something. Mm. So I went there and then long story short, that's how, that's how it started. I think it was, uh, September, 2000, August, September, 2011. Mm. Yeah. July, August, September, around, around that sort of area is when I sort of started planning stuff and being like, oh, this, this could sort of work. Did my little business plan registered a few little names on on ASIC and all that what were some of the draft ones throw them my way it was originally called the street uh, exchange that's what it was originally called but then that was trademark so I was like oh I need to change it yeah because that whole thing originally was um was stock like themed around the stock exchange that was my big idea is to have 
a full financially themed thing, which I look back now, it's cool, but it's, it's so far from that. Yes. So it's good to see the change. But that was my original thing. Uh, you, you seem more urban, if anything. Just, I, I don't know, I like the shit, like, especially the stuff we make and the stuff we do is inspired by what I like, what my friends like, what people work at the shop like. Yeah. And it's like, I'm open to new things, like, especially like, we'll skip a few things, like look at the Rusty collab, it's like, I'm not good at surfing at all. So we didn't get the collab because of that. Yeah. We got it. Because how did the, yeah. How did this come about? I'm very curious to see like, yeah, so the collaboration with yeah, Rusty. Yeah. Well, that's like, they're, they're, I mean, they're not. No, they're not, so everyone knows what Rusty. Like, everyone knows Rusty. You say you ask your dad who's got nothing. To, like my dad was like, oh, Rusty, what the hell? Like yeah. that, that people overseas know what Rusty is. Yeah. And that's why for us, that's perfect. Yeah. Is because it's not a collab we would ever, like it's not something we would ever make. We would never, ever make a surfboard. Mm. And that's why it makes sense. Mm. It's just like, collaboration works because you do something with someone that you would never do yourself. That's mm. why it's a collaboration. Yes. Whereas if you just go to a, another very similar brand, let's make a t-shirt together. Like two Perth based brands. If one brand made t-shirts, the other brand made t-shirts. Cool. Let's make a t-shirt together. It's like, what's the point? You make your fucking t-shirts. I'll make mine and keep yeah. them separate. There's no yeah. point. Yeah. Like all of our stuff we've always done has made sense. Like we did, uh, one of the first ones, he was a tattoo artist from LA, Matt McCormick, or mm. an actual legitimate artist now. Uh, we brought him over from LA. He decorated the store. We did like a collaboration on some shirts and all that sort of stuff, did some tattoos. Mm-hmm. And that worked because that's not something we would do ourselves. Like mm. we don't tattoo, we don't do art. So we brought him from Los Angeles to Perth, other side of the world. Mm. And that's why that collaboration worked. Mm. And then that led to other ones. Like we did one, a few with a guy called Anwar from, from LA, a yeah. brand called Carrots. And that works too, is because he's on the other side of the world. So that brings his, everything he's got here. Mm-hmm. So that's why it makes sense. It's like we're bringing someone from a place that's so far away, mm. but super relevant to our market and demographic and what we like. Yeah. So it makes sense. And then we've done the one with uh, Matty Matheson, who's a chef from Toronto, which why would a chef and a clothing yeah. brand ever collaborate yeah and that's what they're the like for me that was always the key is to do things that bring different types of cultures together that work because it's far more long-term thinking than short-term it's like those things work so well is because short-term you're going to sell a few things that's gonna be great but long-term that's what's building your brand mm. is because it's opening it up to new people bringing cultures together and just bring this thing together and that's how you're going to build your brand further yeah. rather than just being like doing stupid time-wasting collabs that don't make sense. Yeah. It's an amazing, it's actually a very interesting approach you have and it's working. Obviously. But that's why it's wor- it works. Yeah. Because for us, it's different. Yeah. I mean, for a, like as a, if you look at it from no emotion, completely outside of it as a whole, it's like, it's a retail store. Yeah. Retail's fucked. Yeah. So you can't just be a retail store. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to have a brand, but I didn't know how. Like, I was like, the store... That's the thing as well. You are surviving right now in probably the worst recession Perth yeah. had in years. And that's, man... You, you and for to, you to be on the incline, what does that say about you? Exactly. That's that's why we've always focused on, because you go, man, you go anywhere to half any business in the city. Mm. No one's like, we're killing it. Yeah. Everyone's complaining and this and that. Yeah. But you, you can't. That's life. Yeah. Go out of business. Go and do something else if you want to complain about that. Yeah, you got to constantly be doing new things, like like the party, for example. Yeah. Someone thinks it's just a party. It's not a party. Everyone who comes, you for example, you came, you yeah. really enjoyed it. 
subconsciously that might make you more inclined to buy a t-shirt down the road I've, I've already had it in my mind See? I won't lie I was in the shower I was like <laughs> I really want a straight X jumper but that's it's getting what it, cold that's what it's, like. it's like I'm like I sell Ugg boots but I still want a jumper it and doesn't that's make any not, sense uh, it's not a direct selling thing it's not like us in your like tricks in your face being like this is the new shit we've got mate not, yeah. because it's it's a natural it's a, organic- mi- it's a very old mindset as well yeah. I understand it is too aggressive it's too in your face and people don't like that no. people like this social side exactly and that's what's so good because a lot of the big companies can't do that yeah. because they don't have the personal touch with their consumers or with their market yeah. whereas for us we do all the guys who work at the store are always heavily on the Instagram all like Everyone knows who they are. Yes. So that gives people a personal feel. So it's not just me at all because I don't want it to be like that because I want it to be everyone who's there is Mm. just as much involved. So people don't have to be, oh, when are you at the shop? They can go whenever. Yeah. Do you feel like you can keep that personal touch as you keep expanding? Mm. Or do you feel like it will lose a bit of its vibe once it becomes more of a... No, because we're not going to... You know, commercial We're not going to become that. Brand, you know? it 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 will take a very long time to get to that point. Yeah. And I'm in no rush. Is that what you, what do you visualize for uh, the business? Like in 10 years? Is I that too got, far or? I just want to do, I just want to do as much as I can. Like I want to travel as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I want to do as many cool collabs as much as, much as we can. Yeah. I want to do, I just want to do everything. Like yeah. I want to travel, I want to do pop-ups internationally everywhere. Yeah. So it's like in order for that to stay like it is and happen, we have to stay the way we are. Yeah. To a degree. Like, obviously, we can't... I don't want to just be like, cool, let's go stock in the iconic or something. Yeah. Because that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. She did that. I, don't, I would never do that. I would never buy something off there. Yeah. So, that's why it will never make sense for us. Mm. Down the track, I could have a kid next year. I could get married. Yeah. Things could change. So, you never, you never know. That's why I don't like planning that far ahead because mm. you never know what's going to happen. So, of course, you always have to have an idea of what's going to happen. But, like, I've got... It's like this year or in two days, I'm going to LA. Yeah, t- got- tell me what's coming up for yeah. uh, oh, so we got the a pop project. Up in, uh, we're going to pop up in LA the 24th with Rusty. So that's to launch the, the collaboration internationally and yeah. be over there. Um, so I'll be there for a, a few weeks. I fly out tomorrow. Oh, no, not tomorrow. In two days. But I, haven't even, I haven't booked my flights oh, really? yet. Yeah, I haven't booked my flights yet. So I need to go home and do that. Yeah. I just, I we'll, like, do it, we'll do it online for you. I like yeah. being spontaneous and making things. Like I'm always one. I'm always open to new things. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do that thing. And then we've got uh, hopefully something after that in Hong Kong. Uh, and then we're in the middle of trying to line up something in Japan. And then we've got a pop-up lineup that's going to happen in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe potentially something in Sydney towards the end of the year. Yeah. And that's, see, that's it's a, fucking busy. That's a lot of things. That's a lot yeah. of things. That's a lot of things. So you don't like, who, make- is, who, is, who is the team behind all this? I mean, are you like the face and like who is... Oh, who's, we've got lots of so this like... I know people are putting in their part. Yeah, of course. Part, of course. Yeah. There's like me. Uh, Delby does some filming and a lot of the photo stuff. Yeah. A guy called Luke works at the shop. Yeah. Does a lot of the graphic design stuff. Uh, Instagram, he does a lot of content stuff. A guy called Rory works at the shop. James. Uh, everyone's kind of skilled though. Everyone's got a really Everyone good, does ev- something. No one's just like a... No one's just a... Just a salesperson. Yeah, like Hi. everyone... Like if we're doing a new tea, like we'll get the tea done. Say I could get someone to design a tea or someone will design it. Mm. And then I'll post in our chat with, with all of us, like six of us in there and we'll all discuss it and see what the best sort of thing is. So there's like Ben, Rory, Angel, Luke, James, like the guys who are 
the main ones at the store, so mm. they'll all either work or be heavily involved in stuff that happens at the store. Mm. All all ideas and stuff, they'll all have a say in, but then we've had uh, another guy called Scott does some design stuff. Uh, yeah, Delby obviously does the f- uh, footage and video. Yeah. Finney, like there's a, probably, if you had to put a number on it, they would say like maybe like 10 people who are yeah. quite involved. It is, yeah. Everyone definitely pulls their weight, you can yeah, tell. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. Is it's always been a team mentality. I but everyone, have. you know what the thing is as well? This is something my father tells our, our employees that don't treat this business like you work here. Treat it like you actually own it. Exactly. Because when you actually do that, then when the business grows, you're going to be part of it. Yep. And you've you got to make people feel and that's and it's it, And everyone, exactly. You are giving people that actual initial mm. part. And that's why they're actually motivated and driven to push the company forward. Yeah. You know? It's the same with doing like that, the party stuff. It's like, if you invite all these people and say, cool guys, you're only allowed to three drinks each. Yeah. They can have three drinks, fuck off and be like, mm, that was average. Yeah. Whereas if you open, like you open, make everything transparent, open up to people and be like, all calm, you can do whatever you want. Mm. That's cool. And then when we closed up on Friday, five or six of my friends stayed and helped and cleaned up. Yeah. Because, and that's not because I asked them. They did it without asking them because yeah. they feel a part of things and they want to help. They want things to succeed. Mm. And that's how you got to be. That's business aside. You've got to be like that as a person. You make me want to throw my 30th birthday yeah. in the store now <laughs> in collaboration Project C. But that's that's the main thing is trying it, It's to like do... ideas like that though. You bring yeah. them together and it actually makes it work. It actually works. Mm. It I is know, working. One yeah. of the main things that has always sort of stayed in the, the first guy... One of the first guys, Matt, who we brought over from LA to do a, the pop-up thing. and Yeah, how are you exactly? Because I've seen on you know your, your Facebook photos and stuff like that, you're getting some really big names coming into your store. How is that all coming about? Do you have a really good... Uh, are you calling up, I don't know, agents and nah, fe- nah, nah, oh, nah. Googling this stuff? Nah, I mean, how no do you way. exactly get nah, it comes people from, uh, walking into your store? You're like, oh, I've seen like Stormzy and Kidding yeah, and stuff it comes, like that. It comes, it's natural. It's like... What I was going to say, so Matt, who we brought over from LA, one of the first, or one of the best things that he said that I'll never forget is business aside, the main thing is being a good person. Yeah. And that's how it happens. Like, that's how a lot of this stuff has happened is natural, like just normal, organic networking. And it's not even networking. Yeah. It's more so being a good person. And there's always going to be people who don't like you. There's mm. always going to be people you don't get on with, but there's going to be a lot of people you do get on with. And I get on with a lot of the right people. Yeah. And that's just from being, it's, you can't force it. You can't like go to LA and email every single person who you think's cool and be like, hey man, can we hang out? Yeah. It's not how it works. Yeah. It's like, you have to put in the time. You have to go there numerous times and get these real relationships because that's how it happens. Yeah. You can't, it's not a, you can't just e- email someone and think it's all cool. That's not how it works. Like once you've met someone yeah. and if they like you and you, you feel actually like hit them, it off or not, you can't, yeah. you can't fake something that's yeah, not there. And if, if, I should, it, tell, I should I'll tell you my Drake story after this. Yeah, and Go if, ahead. <laughs> if you don't hit it off with that person, yeah. like you can love someone and you don't hit it off with them and you're like, oh, yeah. you're a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to work with them. Like I wouldn't work with someone I don't like. Yeah. So, but all the people we do work with, we have great relationships with and we work with a small amount of people. Like we've just been lucky. Like I've had like the Kid Ink thing. I actually met their tour manager who does Kid Ink and uh, Todd Olson. Mm through one of my friends here and I met and had dinner with him in LA and we got on really well and he was a really nice guy. So when Kid Ink was coming, he was like, oh, do you want me to send you to the store? And I was like, like, I didn't ask for that. Yeah. He was like, oh, he's going to be in town. And I was like- a hell of a gift. I was like, sick. Yeah. And that all comes from a natural meeting. Yeah. 
like three years ago when I was in LA, I met a guy, um, literally just by chance at a store and we just kept in touch on Instagram and stayed mm. in touch. And now he works on uh, YG's creative team doing mm. the uh, 400 stuff, which is like their merch. Mm. And then when I was in LA, he hit me up for a potential project with them yeah. three years later. And that's what, that's what, that's how things happen is like, you can't. So be, just being genuine is. Yeah. And I mean, genuinely lot, working. Yeah. some of the times it's going to work and be really great. And a lot of times it won't work. There's going to be a lot of people who you thought you would love to work with mm. that you will never get to work with because you don't have that relationship with them. And that's life. You can't force it. Yeah. Same as like, it's like chicks, girls, everything. It's like, you can't force something to happen. Yeah. You might want to meet that girl. She doesn't. She's not about it. You're very in touch with knowing who you actually are, though. That's very. Unique well, you got to be. You got to be. A lot of people. Yourself. A lot of people don't, though. No. A lot of people don't. Look what I'm wearing. Of course, I'm of happy. Of course, but yeah. you, you, you do you, and you're happy being in your own skin. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's like you got to think. Who? who where did you get that mindset from? Like growing up, with your parents. Parents. Yeah, it'd have to be like my parents. It's like you'd have to have great parents then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you can't. Like I didn't have parents who forced me to do anything. Like I always, I played. Football or soccer at a very mm. high level when I was young. Um, yeah, I got to play with you. Yeah, I have to play with <laughs> you. I want to. I want to see what like you're packing. So like, I did that when I was young, and that was never. I was never forced to do that. Yeah. That was because I was. I, I loved it, so yeah. I wanted to do that. And I, my, I forced my parents to take me to that, yeah. which was great. And then when that sort of finished, when I was around 18, 19, I started the fighting, and loved that. And that was my choice. My yeah. parents hated that. Yeah. And like I fought a bunch of times, like they never. Mum came to one and was like, "I'm never coming to. I'm never watching yeah. that again." <laughs> and that's what it's like. It's like that was always me. Like I always wanted to do those things. Like I wanted to play football. Mm. I wanted to fight business. I want to do that. Mm. And I just had that instilled in me. Probably through. I mean, it was, has to be through my parents the way they brought yeah. me up. But you got that trigger to actually yeah. make it happen. You know, because you know, like end of the day, we're in Perth. You're never going to be. You're not going to be the Cristiano football mm. coming from Perth. I mean, you could, but mm. the chance of that happening is not. Mm. My whole thing was I. I plan to make it with the project. See, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it's not going to happen like that. But but you got it. it is, you got it, it. Is, it is true though. Like I mean, sorry to interrupt you, but everyone was saying like, oh, who's the big names and stuff like you're getting. Mm. I'm like, you got to remember, we are in Perth at the end of the day. Exactly. You build your portfolio slowly, slowly, and everyone. So everyone's wants to go from there to there yeah it's like it's slow and steady take it easy yeah yeah it's enjoy like, the journey as well you gotta relax and do it it's like my whole thing in life business sport everything i've done i've, I've always been the most motivated and most keen and always so about it mm. i've never been the best skill wise mm. but being so about it and happy to do it and wanting to do it mm. gets you places that people who've got these skills will never do it. Like you yeah. see, it's like any sport. Yeah. You see the kids who are the, when they're young are the best kids by far. Come back five years later, they're just overweight and don't even play sport anymore. Yeah. It happens so often is because people just take everything for granted. It's a lot of people who do talk about, I think it was Rogan I might've heard talk about this. I can't remember exactly, but they were saying when you have that mindset of, I want to get there, that's mm. happiness. You'll get there and you might be happy, but it's not that point that's true mm. happiness. The true happiness is actually the journey along the way. Yep. The, the actual pursuit of it is the fulfillment that, and the happiness that brings you that I'm actually doing this. I'm actually doing it. Mm. And when you actually get there, you're like, I've done it. All right, what's up? What's next? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's act, actual process. I mean, I still get it now. And getting started is always obviously the hardest part, but once you do get started, it, it is. A- yeah, but that's the thing, especially in business and in a big big time in sport especially with the whole fighting thing 
it's like you see people, they don't want to be the worst at anything. Mm. They don't want to get flattened. They don't want to lose. They don't want to fail. And that's everywhere in the world, people like, people don't like change. People don't like losing. People don't like being exposed. But it's like in business, you're going to. Yeah. You're dealing with brands that are way bigger than you. People have been doing it for way longer than you. Suck it up. Like you got to get used to it. You know what I would love you to do a collaboration with what? in the future? Say this whole Reebok thing finishes. Yeah. This is like a dream v- visualization. It could it could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. The Reebok deal is obviously going to end because everyone's opposed to it. In the future, someone from Mac One, Jack Becker, mm-hmm. gets in UFC wearing your <laughs> MMA shorts with Street X on there. Yeah, I mean that, that stuff like that's cool because obviously it gives you something. It's different, and that's what I. That's my open mindset works because it's like I'm not ever going to try and be an MMA brand but it's like that works because the way the brand is now set up is like we can do things without being categorized like we the rusty thing works is because that's that Mm. we're not a surf brand but we're doing that Mm. the thing with Jack who's one of my best friends works so well is because it's not us pushing it as an MMA brand it's us pushing it through him so it's support supportive of him and because the brand's always been so personal and it's always been around like set up around people the people involved and like Jack's been involved with the stories been to the stories done a lot of stuff for us so that's why it makes sense yeah. like that's not me being like who's who can I get that's good at fighting or yeah. sp- Robert Whittaker like yeah. will you wear my brand it, yeah. with, the, it will only ever work with mm. someone like Jack or one of my friends is because I generally want to support him and want him to do well yeah and that's why the relationship will work rather than me being like, uh, yeah, Robert Whittaker is the, the guy right now. Yeah. And I would never do that because it's like, it doesn't, it makes no sense. Yeah. Whereas if it was someone I knew and I was friends with and I actually had a relationship with, then it would, I guarantee it would work. It's because it's natural and it's organic. Mm. And that's what's so, that's what. You're giving me so many ideas as you're talking yeah. right now. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what the big brands you just, do. You, you've triggered this mindset in my head. I'm like, man, street where, street X, sorry. Ugwits. Yeah, and like there's always there's something could work. something to work with, you mm. know? Like that's why... Because what, what the, I do is like, obviously, I don't know if you've ever mm. been to my store. It's like leather goods and stuff like yeah. that. And thinking now, oh yeah, collaboration. See, that's how things work. Yeah. Whereas like the, the big brands, they're the ones who will be like, cool, just throw money at people. Yeah. Reality, we can't do that. Mm. It's like we do well, but I'm not going to just blow a bunch of money on a face because that would never work with our, our, our customer base because it's like, We've done what we've done for so long. Why would we all of a sudden now be like, cool, let's approach a big time rapper or whatever you want yeah. to do and be like, cool, let's get fucking Chris Brown or something. That's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> let's get Drake. Let's give yeah. Drake 10 grand to come to the store. Yeah. This doesn't work like that. Yeah. So we wouldn't do that. And it like, doesn't make sense to do that. I haven't ever told you my Drake story, have no, I? I want to hear. I want to hear this story. So, because you're a big fan, eh? Yeah, well, makes, everyone's a big everyone, fan. Everyone, likes everyone. I'll, I'll be honest. It's probably at the probably for the last five years my number one artist. Mm. So I'm a huge Drake fan, and I um. So if you remember, he came here. T- I think it was two years ago. Yeah. He came here for Future Music, but he did his own concert as well. Yep. So his yep. Future Music appearance was on the Sunday. Concerts on the Tuesday. Yep. So I saw him on the Sunday, and obviously amazing performance i was like losing my fucking mind i was yeah. pouring <laughs> bottles of water i was hyperventilating i'm a huge fan like i'm a huge huge fan. i wouldn't say i'm that big of a fan i'm a huge fan i'll be honest like i was yeah and so the next day i um a, a mate of mine called up future music's always on lands on a public 
holiday Monday yeah. like is a public holiday I, was, I think it's a Labor Day or something yeah so um, my mate calls me I was like let's go out for dinner I'm like man there's like nowhere open it's like the cast is open I was like alright let's go down to the cast went down and um, and then I just started like looking around and you just start noticing like bits and pieces you're like I know that guy he's Drake's yeah, bodyguard yeah, yeah 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 like this cloud yeah. he's like <laughs> he's a cloud he's a cloud this guy he's just looking at him like he would eat my ass yeah, or like he's a big man like I'm a big guy and for me to feel that yeah. threatened by another guy I was like this guy's huge and then I started seeing like guys and like Drake's because if you ever watch his like uh, his um, music videos it's all his friends in mm. the mix it's his whole entourage like fuck he must be staying here and then we saw my mate and I saw his best mate his name's Chubbs you hear him in a lot of references to his songs Chubbs is his like right hand man I'm like, hey, Chubbs is like, hey, man, my friend's like, can I grab a photo? He's like, yeah, sure, man. I'm like, how's, just, just being genuine, like, how, how's everything in Perth so far? He's like, yeah, it's cool, you know, we're trying to kick it and stuff. But our contacts, like in Australia, they had these Armenian guys in Melbourne and Sydney had all the hookups here. They're like, bro, we don't know anyone here, really. We don't have anything going on. Can you make something happen for us? Like, mm. whatever you need, I was, you know, he's like, can you get us some girls? I'm like, how many? He's like, this, <laughs> this is, keep in mind, this is 8.30 on a Monday night, yeah. right? A crown at the crown. And I'm like, how many girls? He's like, there's about 10 of us. So you can, you can get like 10 or more, it'd be perfect. I'm like, 10.30 on a Monday, public holiday. The doubt came in my head, but I didn't want to show fear. I was like, yep, yeah, I've got it. Where do you want to meet? He's like, the La V bar. So if you know where like the reception is for the um, mm. crown, Right to the left, where Rockpool is, right yeah. there, there's that lobby bar. It's yeah. like a champagne bar. He's like, cool, we've got this place hired out, VIP till um, at, at 11 p.m. All, all night. Just work your magic. And we turn around, start walking my friend. I look at him, he looks at me all like, where the fuck are we going to get 10 girls on a Monday night? And um, so we just started dropping messages to like, friends of girls and everything I'm like look we're trying to get an entourage party for Drake down here and all the girls were saying bullshit 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 like no one would believe it. I was like for fuck's sakes like someone like you know take the bait not the bait but like believe yeah. it right so a few girls started believing in and then we just sent out the text and we just had to sit back and wait and it's getting like 10 30 no girls are rocking up yet and I'm like fuck we are gonna look so fucking stupid in front of these guys and then it's like 10, 10 to 11, like 15 to 20 girls rocked up. All, all came for us, all like dressed up, wearing like makeup, balling, just looked stunning. Yeah. And I was just like, I was gobsmacked and like girls told another girl, she told another girl. So it ended up just piling on getting like 20 girls. And so I'm like, fuck, I, I don't want to just like walk in like and stumble and let's like do this properly. So the girls like would all stand behind me. <laughs> I would walk up. So we had the we had the the place, and they're standing at the front. The guys and Charles are seeing me walking with my mate Radin. Shout out Radin! And we're walking, and these twenty girls behind us. And I say hello to the guy at the front, Mark. Like, hey man, he's like, hey, I'm seeing. I was speaking to Charles earlier. He said you guys wanted some girls, so I brought these girls along for you. He's like, he's just giving me that look of like, my man. And uh, so we went into this place. I went to buy the first round. Charles like, no, 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 this is on us all night. Man, we probably like a 10 grand like bar bill easily, easily. 
Like we were just because it ended up being like his crew, and then he let in like a few other girls and stuff like that. So we ended up being like fifty people in there, but there it was just flowing, flowing, flowing. And then Drake wasn't actually coming down. Everyone was there, like his best friends, everything. I was like, Chubbs, what's like, what's the deal? Like, but I wasn't like expecting it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm like, hey man, like I put this together. I was like, oh, what's up with with um Drake? He's he's tired or something. He's like, yeah, his girlfriend just flew in from. Uh, America, so he's just spending some time. So I was like, "All right, cool." You know, no, no biggie. I wasn't, I wasn't bummed out because I was having such a good time mm. hanging out with all the other friends. Anyways, Chubbs was like, "Look, here's my number. Call me tomorrow before the concert. I'll get get you some tickets." And all the girls that I brought along, half of them had tickets, the other half did, and they all got free VIP tickets to the concert. We get into the concert. I find Chubbs. Hey man, how's it going? He's like, "Yeah, cool. Wait right here." Goes, comes back. He gives me like 20 wristbands. He's like, here, give them that to the, the hottest girls in the concert. All of a sudden, I became like the pimp for like the Drake entourage. So I'm going up to the girls in the concert. Obviously, like when you've got, it's like a Charlie Wonka golden yeah, ticket in yeah. your hand. You're at a Drake concert and the girls are like there to watch Drake. You're like, you just got confidence going in. Yeah. So you're looking at girls. You're like, hey, what's up? I was like, hey, it's like, look. I'm in charge of picking some girls, selecting some girls for the Drake after party. If you're keen, you and your friends are welcome to join. And obviously they're all taking it. Get the girls. <laughs> Concert finishes. We go backstage and um, it's just this dark, dark room in Perth Arena, right? But there's like, you know, those big gray goose bottles. I've mm. got like stacks of those. I've got music pumping and everyone's in there. And then it's just full of girls, like this amazing vibe. And like Drake comes in and stuff. And he's just like, Everyone kind of kept their cool. No one rushed him. No one liked anything. Yeah. And everyone was still being genuine. He was spending time with his like missus who came in from America. And it was really nice. I didn't, I didn't say hello to him. I don't want to. Yeah. My friend went and said hello. There's a saying, never meet your heroes. Yeah. You just don't know. Like, I appreciate him so much for his like, music and stuff like that. I'll be like, that's, that's yeah. how much I, like, I'll let you be. You don't want to really develop a friendship or it's not that you won't develop a friendship it's the fact that you don't know like the kind of day he's at if he's tired from the concert you know he's traveling around Australia you just don't know he might be a little coldish Mm. and my friend said he was a little coldish to me I was like yeah see if he gave up that vibe then I'd have a reason not to like him as much and I was like I don't want that I don't want that he's he's up there for me but um yeah we like just kicked it with the whole crew we went to another after party after that which um, little John was there, two chains was there. I'm not making any of this up. Like everyone can vouch for me. And same thing at the after party, it was at Capitol. Um, P Rain was performing and uh Chubbs gives me like another twenty wristbands, like go get the hottest girls, just sell the bouncer, you you yeah. know, they're with us and the same thing happened again. I'd go out, give the girls like wristbands, come out and just party till like God knows what morning what time it was and they even said to us, come out to Brisbane. They're like, come to Brisbane. We're going to Brisbane next. You want to come? And I was like, man, like, because of Future, Future Music, and then yeah. the concert on the Tuesday, I was like, man, I've, I haven't been at work. I've been hungover for like the last four days. I'm, I probably should have took it, but I was happy and yeah, content yeah. with like those three days. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, I got their numbers next time there in Perth. At least we've, you know, we've, man, we've got a relationship and that's being genuine and actually hitting things off. Yeah. It's actually like- happens. That's what works. It's like if you just be a normal person, yeah. it might work, it might not. It did work for you. That's the main thing. Yeah. I've wrote down actually before 
wrap this up. I want to... I wrote down some questions, actually. I that's never, all right. I never, no, that's all right. You're not in a rush, are you? Nah, no, I'll be I fine. We've done, I think, close to an hour or something. Um, I've asked you, actually, most of these questions. Any interesting questions that are going to... Like asking asking interesting questions. Is there a life after street access or is this all you want to do for the rest of your life? Uh, that's a hard one, I think. Yeah, that's... It's a- because I'm... I mean, as I was saying before about change, it's like you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, mm. you have to have so, almost like a contingency plan for the future and what's going to happen, but it's like... I mean, I, I get to travel... Is there, or- is there anything else on the corner of your eye you look at that and go, I wouldn't mind doing that? I mean, I just, I just want, every, I want to do everything. Yeah. Like that's, that's why I'm a bit of like almost like 80 buddy, 80, ADHD. Cause I'm just like yeah. fidgety. Like I want to do this. I want to do that, which is great. But there's also negatives to that too, because like you overwork yourself, you put yourself out in certain places. Like this year, for example, we've got so much going on. You need to make sure you, you keep grounded and, and just do the right thing. I mean, cause you could just go, oh, okay, instead of doing six trips and six different things this year, I would do three and then three next year. Mm. So that's, I've always been really good at wanting to do stuff, but you need to sort of keep your, stay level headed and, and just plan properly, which is something I'm very bad at. Yeah. I've just been trying to work to get better at planning and a bit more organized and bring things together a bit more professionally sort of thing and make things happen like that rather than just rushing and doing everything, which I've always done. I've always been like, cool, I've got this idea tomorrow. Let's do it. Yeah. That's a massive positive, but it can also have negative connotations. So in terms of like the business, it's like I've got so many ideas and so many aspirations, so many connections overseas now that I want to build on them. Like this is this is pretty much starting point of where when I sort of thought maybe I could start a brand, this is where I was like, if we could get to this point, like we're still so far away from all the other brands that we deal with and the other big brands overseas. It's like in reality, we're no one. Mm. So it's now, this is a good starting point to do shit where I can go to Japan, I can go to America, I can go to Europe, Sydney, all these places and travel and meet people because that's how the brand, well, in my belief, that's how we're going to get to the next level is doing that unique sort of way that other stores and brands here aren't doing. Like in Australia, there's no, I mean, over East, there's like in our industry, there's no one really doing many big things like there's a few great stores over there mm. but there's as many great stores here and yeah. we're meant to be the smallest irrelevant city that no one cares about yeah very good point. and that's what everyone who we've brought to perth comes and realizes that perth is the epicenter for our industry pretty much mm. like there's i would say three to four awesome even five awesome stores in perth that now do all the in-house product in our industry that are making perth like for our stuff is like better than everywhere right yeah. now. Yeah. So if, if we have people over, it's like, they're all like, man, Perth is crazy. Yeah. So that's great for us because that gives us more pull internationally because all these internationals, it's like us because for them, it's so far removed from them. So mm-hmm. they like, they want to come here. Yeah. So like when I go over overseas, I'll be like, cool, let's do something. And they'll be like, yeah, I want to come to, I want to come to Australia. Yeah. And that's our point of difference. So like, that's what me traveling so much is so beneficial because we've got that on our back hand. Mm. Be like, hey, we can do this here. And they, they've seen the store. They've seen the production we put together. Like our team is so awesome because like you could show anyone the videos and stuff we've done mm. and that looks like a 20K budget. 
30, 40K budget. Yeah, your, your video photography See, is that's, and that, ridiculous. Yeah, because we make it look like something. We make the store brand, everything looks like this crazy big production, yeah. like fully legit. But Can you guys edit my podcast <laughs> yeah. for me, actually? I'll get you guys to edit this one out. But that's what it is, is because we've had such a good team of people involved yeah. that it's like we've got like... I will speak to people who don't know me and they think Street X is this massive thing. Like one of my friends was like, why don't you- Well, you're dressed like Hugh Hefner. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who's wearing pink is- Well, a guy guy goes to me, why don't you drive a Lamborghini? Mm. It's like, think about that statement. Like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm. Think about how many t-shirts you would have to sell to be able to buy a Lamborghini. Yes. Like that's what people don't think. People just see, oh, look, Daniel's traveling. These guys from Street X doing that, doing that, they're doing that. They think it's, and that's exactly what you want is you want people to have that perception because we're doing a lot of stuff and it's great. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. I mean, it's not so much faking. It's like we are doing all this stuff, but at the end of the day, you've got to remember it's still me and a few of my friends yeah. doing this. Yeah. We don't have an investor. We don't have an advisor. We don't have anyone telling us what to do. Mm. It's like what we like to do. How was it financially set up in the beginning? So originally I got a loan. Yeah. Which was uh, pulled from family, which was, I was in the position to do that, which was very lucky. Yeah. And that's what, like nowadays to get a a loan. Did they they ask for a business plan or anything? You're just like, look, I've got this idea. I was my, I was. Believe in me. With my, my mum and dad always been heavily involved in my life. Yeah. So especially with my dad, he was very into the business side of things. And he's, he's now retired. What did they, yeah, what did they do? Just uh, so dad, they're both from South Africa. My yeah. whole family and extended family okay. is all South African. Yeah. So they came here. My brother was two. So after they'd been here for three years, they had me. Mm. And dad was uh, almost like a, like a computer engineer mm. and very business orientated. So he worked for a lot of small businesses and ran a lot of things and managed a lot of big companies. Mm-hmm. So he was in very good stead. Like they came here with nothing yeah. and built everything up. So they came here with 10,000 Aussie dollars, which I don't know how many rand that is in South African currency. Mm. Nothing. Mm. Didn't know. They didn't come here for anything. They were originally in Sydney, then almost went to Montreal and then ended up in Perth. Mm. And mum was a mum was a hairdresser in South Africa and dad built up everything sort of we have. So it's like that's, I've always had that built into me from my parents. Mm. So when uh, when I wanted to do it, dad was like sick. Yeah. He was so about it. He used to come to the business talks with me and that's what really helped. Like my brother's very much the same. He's a, a professional photographer in LA works with like, he just shot David Beckham. He's doing Lady Gaga. Really? Some stuff with Rolex, A6, American Express. So he's like, wow. He's, yeah. He's poor so, yeah. So like all my friends, like especially my friends be like, you're killing it. And it's like, I'm all doing okay. But like, I've always got my brother one step ahead or a few steps ahead of <laughs> yeah. a lot of, a big time that's ahead of a me. hell of a yeah that's and that's a hell like, of a that's brother what, to chase that's what's awesome for me is because yeah. I've got perspective on things because I love what I'm doing and I, I always think I'm killing it even yeah. if we don't sell anything today I still think I'm killing it yeah. that's just how I am and how I've mentally sort of been trained to do things but it's always been like my dad was super successful my mum's very good at what she does mm. and successful mm. And my brother is super successful. So I've always had people around me who are pretty much doing a lot well, more than me. So it's yeah. like, I know like it keeps me grounded. It's like when I'm... Well, they say, you know, if you surround yourself with success, exactly. successful people, yeah. you will become a successful yeah. person. And that's what, like, 
I've always just been, I always wanted to succeed and mm. that having the right people around you. Same with my friends. All my friends do stuff. Mm. Like of the creative crew and people in Perth who do stuff, my friends and the team around me make a big part of it mm. because they all do shit. Yeah. And that's the thing is like having the right people. Like a lot of my friends, my older, some are younger. And like from, from in terms of sport, business, anything, they all my my friendship groups do stuff. Like I'm, none of them are just drop kicks to do nothing. And that's what, that's what's so cool. It's like, I'm always grounded because there's, uh, there's other people around me. Even if you, in money terms, there's people around me making more money. Yeah. There's people around me who are happy. Everyone's can like, everyone's about what they're doing. And that's what's so special is like, it makes everything better yeah. when you've got that group of people around you and it makes you want to do more. Nice. Like I constantly, all my friends are so, so about what I'm doing. So I don't want to just sit back and be like, oh, let's just take a week off and do nothing. It's like, no, this collab's finished. Not even finished. This collab's still going, but what am I going to do next? What's after that? Then that, then that. Like I'm going to LA in two days, but I'm thinking, what what do I do when I get back? Like, Mm. that's what I'm like. I'm just like, I want to do more and more and more Mm. because I want the people around me to be proud to be a part of things and be involved with what I'm doing as I am with their stuff. It's like, Jack, an example, Marco, Rod, any of these guys in terms of the, we look at the fighting thing again, mm. they all do super well and I'm super proud of them and to be friends with them and to be involved in their journey mm. and it works likewise with my friends and me and what I'm doing. Yeah, And that's again, it just goes back to some life shit. It's like being a, a normal person and be able to respect that other people are always going to do stuff. It's the same with having people working for, I don't like saying for working for me. Mm. I'm also like, working with me which a lot of them do because mm. I'm not just sitting there telling them what to do because they sometimes tell me what to do because yeah. they have ideas too Yeah. so it's like you got to respect that you're taking more of a leader's role than an actual yeah, boss you got it and there is a difference a lot you, of people like, don't know the difference everyone if, especially an you either move, thing, if you're a leader you're, you're pushing the team forward mm. you know whereas a boss you're kind of holding yeah, their back yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, kind yeah. of moving forward you know yeah. what I mean and then it disconnects that's what you're not doing and with the team it's like the whole thing is like at the end of the day, they, I want them to be as involved as they can, but they also are going to want to do their own thing. So you have to be able to respect that. I can't be like, nah, you can't do that. Hmm. Like James, one of the guys been at the store, I used, to li- I used to live with him. He's been at the store for almost four years, hmm. three and a half, four years. He's going to bought a one-way ticket to Europe to go and do his own thing. And, yep. and it's like, that's awesome yep. because he's going to go over there. He could, for example, go for six months, come back and have an idea about something he wants to do with the store. Hmm. Like that's, you never know what's going to happen. He could come back and never want to work at Street X again, but he could come back and be like, oh, I met this person in Berlin who wants to store, who wants to do something. And because me and him have got that relationship on a personal level, where it's not just, I'm your boss, you work for me. It's more like we're working together. He's going to want, he's going to be, not even want to do that. He'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'll tell Daniel and we can make it happen. Yeah. And that gives him the opportunity to take, take a lead and do his own thing because him being a part of it, yeah. he would run that. Yeah. And that's my whole thing is like, you can never hold people, other people back from doing what they want. You have to make, you have to push everyone around you to do more Yeah. because the more everyone does, the more everyone benefits. That's, I'm going to finish it on that note. Yeah. <laughs> your plugs, go for it. Uh, all my friends. All your friends? <laughs> yeah, like they all know who they Street are. Street X, obviously. What's yeah. the website? Is it Street Streetx.com.au. Yeah. Oh, no, all my friends. Fa- uh, you've got a Facebook page, yeah. Instagram page. Yeah. I'll put all the links in the 
and the all my friends everywhere. YouTube. Sometimes I'm a little bit hard to deal with, but the, the, yeah. I love them all, and they all love me. Hopefully, yeah. But nah. they, yeah, they are. There's, there's too many people to name one by one, but I, that's, that's my. I don't have to name them one by one. They all they know. know. They I know, appreciate yeah. them and all that sort of stuff. Different. And then the people overseas. That's the do, all doing things to help me. So that's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, doing big things. Trying doing to. well, man. Doing well. But proud. Very, very proud of you. Doing well. Um, for myself. Uh, at Project C podcast, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Something yeah, like something like that. <laughs> Anyways, just, I rambled on about it long enough. Um, subscribe to YouTube so you get updates with everything. By the way, sorry, there has been a bit of. Uh, well, this is only my second podcast for the year. I know at first I was just pumping him out, but I was in South America, which I really haven't actually spoken about. <laughs> um, I made it back alive. The, it got a little rough there. It's a good thing to talk about. Um, Experience shapes everything. You yeah. You talk about that. Like, it was just an amazing, amazing trip. I won't delve into it too much, but I was there for Carnival. Um, I will tell you, though, after Carnival, I was <laughs> absolutely wrecked. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll have to show you this, and then I'll have to even, like, link it so people can yeah. actually see... But this is the condition I was in. I was kind of all finished. I had maybe 10 hours sleep over the space of five days. And it was real, like the come down was like bad, like of like just no sleep, alcohol, everything was just terrible. So I was in um, the airport and I couldn't, I literally, I was on the tarmac just sitting there. My friends were like, come on, we got to get out. I was like, I, I couldn't move. I really couldn't move. I sat there for half an hour. So they decided to just bring me out of wheelchair and will cheer me down the tarmac. That is not you. That is me. And my mates were just recording. I was, oh my God. I was just sitting there in absolute agony for like hours. And they're speaking to me in like Spanish. And I'm like, I don't understand. Just um, leave me alone. I'd be, yeah. I was in pain. That was for me. That was me for like three, four days easily. I was on antibiotics for like a seven-day script, like. Wow. But I came back alive. I mean, everywhere was amazing. Brazil's obviously kind of uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina was amazing. Bolivia was actually one of the biggest surprises because I just didn't expect. Bolivia was a gamble. Like whoever fucking goes to yeah. Bolivia, you know. But that was amazing. And obviously Peru's like Machu Picchu and stuff like that. That's mm. a beautiful sight to see. And, but to be honest, the highlight of the whole trip was Iguazu Falls. The waterfalls in between Argentina and Brazil. Amazing. Spectacular. Spectacular. Like I can't even describe. It's like something out of Avatar. It really is. Yeah. It's crazy. That's um, sick. But it was an amazing trip. I highly, highly recommend South America to anyone. And I got good contacts there as well. So if anyone ever tells me they're yeah, going out up. there, I'll hook <laughs> it up. Yeah, friends of friends, actually. And such, such warm people, South American people. Everyone's always concerned about safety and stuff like that with South America. But it's, truth be told, it's dangerous everywhere around the world. You just got to be street smart, know where you're going, um, know how to interact with people. And yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, with that being said, thank you for coming in, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. All right. I'm sure we'll do this again in the yep. future. I love All right. Talking. To Street X. Out.